Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Again, Jerry Johansson coming down the pipe at 105 today on Oilers Now. Uh, we'll tell you the guests on the show receive uh, gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. You can follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Chris and Chef Eltaf that Oilers Now sent you. Uh, Roos Chris is open uh, Tuesday through Sunday from 5 until close. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and welcome back to the show for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Bobby and Steve and the gang at Legacy. They do a great job. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get up with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. We welcome back to the show, John Shannon. Hello, John. How are you? Hey, Bob. How are you? Good. More importantly, where are you right now? Uh, I am in a uh, golf tournament, a charity golf tournament in in uh, Toronto for uh, Ian Leggett uh, and a, a local charity that uh, Michael Landsberg, the former TSN announcer, runs. Yeah, uh, now is it for mental health by chance? It is. Yeah. Yeah, I know that Michael did some great work uh, there. I, I met him. Geez, uh, actually, that's that's a great place to start because uh, we have a listener who is uh, one of the. He's he's on top of it. His name's Trent and. Uh, he, he actually wanted you to maybe help shed some insight on this. Uh, for years, Michael Landsberg was on TSN. John, you remember when TSN started back in 1984 and how it changed the industry? Oh, totally. Well, I remember when they, you know, it was one of the three channels that came on the air in cable TV, Canadian produced. It was uh, much music. Uh, I can't remember the other one. And uh, much music and... Uh, a thing called channel, I think. Okay, and TSN. So when they started, they signed guys like Jim Van Horn and John Wells. Did the, did, did they end up changing sort of? Uh, were there salary bumps in the industry as a result of the fact that they got started? I were. market was one with a lot of competition. So from that perspective, the same way. Remember, TSN was started by a guy named Gordon Craig. Okay, we're, John, we're going to have to put you on hold here for a second because you're kicking in and out. Brendan's going to facilitate it. Uh, that's uh, John Shannon. Didn't realize he was actually at the tournament today. I thought he was possibly out in, uh, I think he's from Oliver. Uh, so we'll meander our way through a couple more things. They're going to go through... Uh, uh, the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Lots of questions coming in. Uh, Mark in St. Albert says, Bob, Elks Now is the new show hosted by Bob Stoffer uh, from noon to 2, but it still is going to be in a decent time slot, says Mark, who obviously is not a fan of the move to 5 to 7. Uh Uh, this text comes in saying, hey, guys, you took on a tough subject today, but I truly believe that they should allow football fans to make the decision of the team's name. I've been a fan since the days of watching uh, the Edmonton Eskimos at Clark Stadium and uh, was a member of the Not Whole Gang. Bring back the Eskimos. Wow. 
You are you are some fired up today. Let me tell you. 780-496-0063. This text comes in. Bob, the old Elks fans are gone, and the younger generation are too lazy to go to the game. They sit in their parents' basement playing video games and smoke dope. You know, I think that's kind of a generalization. I don't think everybody quite does that. But uh, anyhow, let's circle back and reconnect for Legacy Heating and Cooling. All right, John, you're talking about TSN, and did it change the, the salary structure in the industry when they got started? It didn't. Um, and, and one of the things was that uh, the guy who started it was Gordon Craig, who was the head of sports at CBC for the longest time, Bob. And, you know, he was part of the Old Boys Club, and there was no way that he was going to go on the air. Uh, and have compete uh, with the the networks at that point, TV and, and so no, it really didn't change. What it just created, let's face it, it it created an industry. For the longest time, we were a two company, you know, a two company business, CBC and CTV, and having a place to land and 150 jobs show up was was a tremendous move for the country. Uh, people forget CBC and CTV used to split the Grey Cup, John. <laughs> it was it was really one of the amazing things when you think about it is that they would actually um, both of them. Uh, percent of all of the uh, all of the CFL games uh, one and they would alternate based on who was going to do the uh, east semi west semi and then the uh, and then the great cup you're right was was split and basically what it was done it was produced by the CBC uh, and CTV contributed dollars to it and put half their announcers usually Pat Marsden Mike Wadsworth Bill Stevenson on the air yeah uh, did you, I, I'm being asked here by Trent, did John Shannon entertain any offers to jump to TSN at that time? Uh, I went to TSN for two days, Bob. Really? <laughs> uh, not, not not to plug my book, but there is a story in the book I wrote this summer. Um, I, I got offered the number three job behind Gordon Craig and Michael Lansbury. I got offered the uh, vice president, head of production uh, at TSN in uh, August of 84 and uh, accepted the job, went for two days, hated it for two days, asked to resign, and uh, they let me resign, and uh, I got a promotion to go back to Hockey Night in Canada. Who? Oh, I'm trying to think. Who was the, uh, was it Pat LaFontaine that did something similar where he went to the Islanders <laughs> for a couple of days? And they, You're the Pat LaFontaine of the uh, media industry, John. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all I know is that uh, they, those two guys, Craig and Lansbury, were friends of mine, and uh, they still are friends of mine. And I, I'd like to think I left on good terms, and they remain friends with me because I left. Yeah. It wasn't was going to be friendly. I can assure you if I had if I had uh, stayed. Are you were you a little more fiery back then, John, than you are now? I, Bob, I've never been fiery. Oh, stop! Let's be honest. I've oh. never been fiery. I have. I'm just. Uh, I, I'm adamant in my beliefs. How's that? <laughs> yes, without a lot of flexibility. May I add? All right, uh, John Shannon. Man, it is quiet right now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very quiet. Again, I, I just think that people are. Uh, People are trying to squeeze in the last couple of extra days of holidays, and uh, uh, they're trying to figure out uh, where their dollars are coming from. I, you know, I mean, I think we were surprised to see the Tarasenko deal get done when it got done. But yeah. uh, from that perspective, I think that it just uh, it makes uh, 
it, it makes the end of July uh, the lazy, hazy days of summer, and uh, uh, probably after the after the long weekend next week, people will get back at yeah, it. Yeah, and I don't envision any scenario where Evan Bouchard doesn't get signed to a two-year deal. Uh, something is going to happen. It's going to either be a one a one-year or two-year deal for Ryan McLeod this week. In theory, he'd yep. uh, have a hearing on the fourth. Uh, the reality is, Bill Scott would. I, my my guess is would have to go in early. Uh, on the Wednesday, I think what happens is you have to present before they actually have the full hearing take place on the Friday. Uh, so that's going to be intriguing to watch because McLeod and Bouchard are from that 2018 draft year. The Oilers need to they need to hit on Broberg in 19. They need to hit on Holloway in 20. And McLeod and Bouchard need to be a part of things, John, don't they? No question. No question, which is why I think that you know there's perhaps a little bit more patience than uh, than people expect. But I, I, I just think that in the short term, because I think those are the two key words, it's, you know, you're right. You know, one's going to be a one-year deal, and there's a potential of uh, the Bouchard deal of being a two-year deal. But that's about it, Bob. There's nothing much more to read into it other than that. And, and then we're going to sit and do the same thing next summer in, in some form or manner with hopefully a bit more money to play with. Yeah, well, I hope that's the case for the uh, National Hockey League. Johnny, do you, do you find yourself watching the CFL much? Uh, I, I still do watch every once in a while. I got, uh, I got riveted actually to, uh, to part of the, uh, Argo Saskatchewan game out in Halifax. Yeah. That looked like a great event. Uh, albeit you'd like to have seen a bigger stadium, but that's just not a fact of life there. Uh, but it will rekindle the whole, uh, let's put a 10th team in Halifax mentality. Uh, and then I must admit, I did watch a little bit of the Lions and the Elks on Saturday night, but turned it off rather quickly. Uh, it's kind of, I mean, when you think of what the Eskimos once were and the position at the end, there's a lot of things that have worked against the Elks, which is not to free pass them in any way, shape, or form. But uh, that evil empire that the Double E were renowned for being for a number of years, I, I, I would have to think there's several other fan bases that are probably pretty happy watching the uh, uh, fans in Embleton struggle with an 0-8 team this year. Um, as much as I, I understand what you're saying, I think people in Calgary are probably enjoying it. But, you know, the, the, the Canadian Football League is a much better league with a big, successful team in Edmonton. You know, the CFL needs Edmonton to be a solid cornerstone of the league. And, and, you know, and I, I remember back as a, as a kid uh, when they weren't very good again, er, early, in the, uh, early in the 60s, and, and there was something missing in the CFL then. And, and, and once things changed around uh, in the 70s and they became such a juggernaut for so many years, uh, I think the CFL was a better league. So I, I'm one of those guys that, you know, I, I'm, concerned of, I'm concerned not just with the Elks, but I'm concerned with the CFL if Edmonton doesn't have a good team. Yeah, I'm with you. No question about that. All right, so tell us about this event today, again, with Ian Leggett and Michael Landsberg. Well, uh, it's a a charity golf tournament uh, designed uh, by Ian and and one of the members at the Golf Course Summit where he was the general manager. Uh, Unfortunately, that member lost his son to suicide, uh, who was working in in the pro shop for Ian. Uh, and uh, it stomped the stigma. They're trying to raise awareness of teen suicide in our country, 
trying to create a dialogue so that people always want to, uh, always feel that they can talk to others. That's an important part of this, Bob, is that uh, too many people, you know, they, they live in silence and then don't share their angst. And if you can find, you know, one or two people in your life that you can help just by talking to them, that will make a tremendous difference. John, we'll let you get back to the event and uh, talk to you on Thursday. Okay, Bob, have a good day. You bet. 12.45 in Edmonton. Uh, we are going to blast off some more texts here on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, we'll get to uh, NHL today as well. Reminder, Jerry Johansson coming up uh, for a extended interview on uh, the agency business, which I'm sure you're going to be quite uh, interested. And Jerry's got a pretty, he's got some interesting say, I'm going to see if I can uh, drag him out of him because he's got, I don't even know what they're, it, anyways, it, it, it's interesting stuff, but it's 1246, you're listening to Oilers now. Oh man, Trent Brown, he's hurting for certain right now. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown, they bring you the Oilers now injury report all season long. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. The Edmonton Elks are O and Eight. We'll get to some more of your text momentarily. Not surprisingly, the news of the day, the fact that Jarius Jackson's been promoted uh, to offensive coordinator and uh, is it Stephen McAdoo? Is that his name? Yep. He is now a defensive consultant? Well, he's an advisor on the staff and they said today he'll be working on the defensive side of things. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, let's get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Drew Shamahorn, who at one time was the neighbor of our next guest coming up at 1 o'clock, Jerry Johansson. Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Brennan, what do you got? Well, Minnesota avoiding arbitration with goaltender Philip Gustafson. They signed the 25-year-old to a three-year extension worth $11.25 million. It's a $3.75 million AAV coming off a breakout season and a playoff in which he took the job, really, from Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, New Jersey signing defenseman Kevin Ball to a two-year, $2.1 million deal. Boston has filed a, a two-year, uh, $1.4 million arbitration for Trent Frederick, the uh, feisty forward looking for a one-year deal at $2.9 million. So they're, they're about a million and a half apart. Not the case with Troy Terry and the Ducks. He filed for an $8 million salary from Anaheim. The Ducks looking uh, to enter that hearing with a $4.5 million wage uh, in mind. And elsewhere, we've got Canada following nine, or falling nine to six, rather, to Finland. Preliminary round opener at the Holinka Gretzky Cup. They're uh, playing it this year in, uh, it's overseas, so Slovakia today. Slovakia and Czechia, yeah, they split the tournament. All right, uh, G has Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. You said, Bob, the orders uh, would address toughness at some point, yet Ken Holland never has. Kane uh, says, G, was wasn't his guy. He fell on his lap, and nobody knew Clem Costin had that in his game. Uh, Richie is sitting there again for the second season in a row. Sign him now. G says this is a wimpy team, and you don't want a top line winger, Kane, and your nine million dollar uh, defenseman fighting. My bet is Calgary signs uh, Brett Richie, who can play regular minutes on a fourth line from G. Well, both Richies are out there right now. Well, there's a lot, like, both of the Richies are out there. Hasn't Calgary gone down the Brett Richie path twice already and then it, traded him for Nick? It, yeah. Isn't that how that worked? Is that how it, they, <laughs> they traded the two brothers? To, yeah. I don't know, man. That's, uh, I think they need, they need to find a, uh, 
a center somewhere. I know uh, Kurt Levin's mentioned on the Cult of Hockey pieces. He mentioned uh, Nick Dowd with Washington. We talked about him on Friday. Two years, $1.3 million, And two years, $1.7 million, Jake Evans in Montreal. In both scenarios, those organizations would have to eat some money. Um, and there are not a lot of right shot available guys out there. So we'll have to wait and see on that front. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, boy, oh boy, people have... Uh, uh, this text comes in uh, and it comes to us from the Haas. He says, Bob, people blaming the Oilers losing streak... Or the Oilers. The Elks losing streak on the name change are delusional. With or without the Elks, the CFL, uh, says Haas, is a second-rate league. Ah... Wow, crazy. Okay, you can text us at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, this text comes in saying, Bob, I think it's pretty obvious that Ken Holland's plan is to hold on to his money until later on in the season. I think that makes sense. Keep some money before the trade deadline and go from there and roll with the team. Uh, we've got right now... Uh, 21, and that's a good number to have. Yeah, so so basically Edmonton has room to, and you may see two or three players brought in on PTOs. That could be a scenario for, I mean, it's entirely possible once the McLeod ruling comes in, if the owners don't get a deal consummated before then, and Bouchard's deal gets done, that the owners might only have like eight hundred or 900000 bucks left for a 12 forward, Okay. Now, there's so many guys out there looking for a job. That could end up happening. Like, you you might have three guys coming in on a PTO with one guy having a chance to play. The other thing is, you have eight preseason games. You have to have a guaranteed amount of uh, uh, NHL experienced players in the roster. So if you have a couple, like last year, I think Vertanen played, I think he played five of the first six uh, games. And then he ultimately got let go on his PTO. So... There's some there's some good players out there right now that don't have deals. Again, both Richies, Adam Ernie, um, is a forward uh, that is currently unsigned. That some some people like those. The, the Richies are wingers. Ernie's a winger. Is there a center that could fill a bill? Oh, maybe not a guy that played last season. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Uh, hey, Bob, uh, is Darnell Nurse not responsible for the Edmonton Elks losing s- season? If you ask the nurse haters. Now, see, that's somewhat creative of a text. I I don't think... Now, Richard Nurse, he played for the Hamilton Ticats, Darnell's dad. What do you think? Is Does Nurse bear any responsibility for the Elks 0-8 start this year, Brendan? Yes, and for the traffic on Stony Plain Road right now. Apparently that's yes. the case, yes. <laughs> It's a tough town, let me tell you. Uh, you can text the 780-496-0063. Uh, the Elks would have cemented and grown their fan base uh, <laughs> and they t- told people to screw it, we're not changing the name. I'm not... Can I, you saw the rest of the text that I couldn't read, right? <laughs> got a lot of energy out there. They got a lot of energy, Brendan. They're fired up today. You know, the football team's 0-8. Like, if you, if you play one game a week... That's like going 0-3 in a week in hockey. It's like being 0-24. 
which is that's what I'm saying. This is a couple months worth of losing, and this is a, a city that prides itself on the on the performance of its sports franchises. So to see this become the laughing stock of not just football, but in Canada, but I would suggest pro football right so now. So longest home that losing hurts. streak in the in, in professional sports history in Can- in North America. In North right? America, absolutely. They have officially taken the record over from some sort of St. Louis subsidiary of the Baltimore Orioles. Really? That 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 when was did that the, happen? 1953. I want to say it was the 21 home game losing streak for the now defunct St. Louis Browns, right. which are the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. There's your baseball history today. You know they had four 20 game winners in one season. When they used to let pitchers pitch more than six innings in a game. <laughs> yeah. You can look it up. 1971, <laughs> they had four 20 game winners. The Orioles. They're a pretty good team, and they were a team that may have had a version of advanced analytics in baseball long before other... They didn't worry about batting average. They worried about driving runs in. So they had, they had some big hitters. Of course, you know, Frank Robinson was with the Baltimore Orioles. He was a, a heck of a star player for a while. Is that where Boog Powell was? Besides having one of the greatest names of all time, I'm pretty sure Boog Powell played for the Baltimore Orioles as well. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. Bob, it's the Edmonton Elk, not the Elks, as elk, deer, and moose are singular or plural. No, that was put to bed the day the name change was announced. They consulted a linguist. They went right up to the top of the language hierarchy. Are they not the Elks? It is the Elks. Okay. It is applicable. It works. It's okay. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, for that texture, I can antler off. Off to a uh, global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. And when we come back, uh, one of the preeminent agents in the National Hockey League, Jerry Johansson in studio.